We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van All right, welcome back to another one on Inside. I'm CVV, Chris Van Fleet. So good to see you here. This episode is brought to you by fulltimecreator.co. This is my company, and if you're a content creator looking to take your podcast, YouTube channel, or social media accounts to that next level and start earning money from it, you can learn directly from me by signing up for just $1 at fulltimecreator.co. .co. You might have noticed we've been on a bit of a roll recently with some massive guests, and that continues today because I have the honor of sitting down with the myth, the legend, yes, the man herself, Becky Lynch, who I have to say is one of the most laid back and easygoing people I think I've ever had on the show. And it's funny because I joined, this was a Zoom call, by the way, this was a Zoom interview. I joined and she was already chatting about being a mother and everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I also have a little one at home, a little girl. And that just started the conversation here. So that that's kind of where you see things start here with me going, oh my gosh, how has this you know changed your life? But it's really so interesting when you look at Becky's career, because I mean, you immediately think about the man. Becky Two Belts, Big Time Bex, you know, winning the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania 35, but she she didn't exactly have the best debut. In fact, she calls it a a shameful debut. Worse than Shockmaster, she says. That might be a bit of a stretch, but I see where she's coming from with that. But it just goes to show how much hard work she has put in to be where she's at now. I love this conversation. I hope that you do too. And I hope that you share it with somebody who loves big time Bex. Snap a screenshot and share it online so that we can share it out as well. She's at Becky Lynch WWE. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. And if you're not already, please follow the show on whatever platform it is that you're listening on right now. Maybe this is the first episode you've ever listened to. And if that's the case, you're awesome. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Click follow because we've got some massive ones. On the way, interviews with Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Samantha Irvin, Karen Cross, Natalia, Baron Corbin, just to name a few. But let's dive into this one right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man, 
Becky Lynch. I've wanted to uh, chat with you for so long. I'm glad that this is finally happening here. So thanks for coming on. Oh, me too. My pleasure. How how has becoming a mom changed you? Gosh, um, makes me worried about everything, uh, but also grateful for everything. You know, like there is just just this extra bit of grat- gratitude around everything. I think when you see how much they progress over, you, like we went to a live event yesterday. I came home this morning. She was different. She was di- she she had learned more. She was telling me that a dinosaur was a Demetrodon. I didn't know what a freaking Demetrodon was. And so, <laughs> so you realize like the time that passes and how you have to be grateful for, for every moment and be very present and enjoy all of that. And then that, that also applies to this, to what we're doing here, you know, because because of our schedule, because of how crazy it is, we're on the road 52 weeks a year. There's no breaks. Nobody's going on vacations um, unless you're Roman race. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> then then it, it, you, you just get into the grind, the grind, the grind. What's next? What's next? And you never really appreciate what's in front of you and what you have. But when you have a little baby and, mm. and, and she's just magic and every day she's coming out with this these magical phrases and she's doing different things and she's learning. And it's just, you just realize just how quickly life moves and you just have to take stock of everything that you have. And you have to be very, very grateful for it. Isn't it so funny that I'm a little bit behind you. So my daughter's about to be four months old. Uh, Isn't it funny that right before the baby's born, everyone's like, enjoy this, like enjoy it because they're never going to be this young again. And you're like, yeah, it's great advice. And it is, but there's not much you can do to like, you know, actually enjoy it because the moment just, you know, passes all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think (laughs) that's one, that's one of those things where people say that to you, right? Like they say, enjoy it. And you're like, okay, is this it? Is, is this the, am I, am I enjoying it right? Am am I, am I enjoying, I remember that with like, and this is totally different, but when I main event the WrestleMania and everybody was like, enjoy it, enjoy it, soak it all in. And I remember standing there with the titles going, am, am I enjoying it right? Is this, am I soaking it in enough? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, because, because what does that mean? I think it just means like letting all the chatter dissipate and, and, and just appreciating for what it is. And I think like when you're sleep deprived, the four months and, and the, the house is chaos and you know, <laughs> you, know uh, you haven't had a hot meal in, in a long time as uh, you go, okay, what, what, what the hell? But, but I think it's just like knowing that all of those things are going to fall away and you just get to stare at this cute little baby doing cute little weird things with their hands. Oh, the cutest. The cute little weird things they do with their hands, you the know? Best. What, was there a moment before WrestleMania 35 where you know, it hit you like, oh my gosh, we're going to go out there and we're going to make history. And at the end of this, I'm going to be the one standing there with my arm raised. Yeah. I think at several times, like several times, I think like the week before I was like, oh no, oh, oh gosh. Oh, I like the gravity of what we were about to do, like what it meant, what it meant for the business, what it meant, you know, just, just culturally. And the fact that, that this, predominantly male dominated 
uh, industry was now for the first time being main evented by by three women, and that I was going to be the one standing at the end holding two titles. Like, am I ready for this? What preparation needs to be done? Did I do enough? You know, all of these things go through your head. But then I remember when the day came, just rocking up to the building, like walking past Undertaker going, yeah, this is my WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) So I do think uh, I do think I really tried to enjoy it as much as I could on the day. Um, Though, 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 when it came to like midnight and we were about to go out, yeah, the nerves then, then, then hit. And now you're the NXT Women's Champion. Now I'm the NXT Women's Champion. And I'm curious what it means having that there and there. I was wondering if we'd see it. There it is. There it is. There I it was is. One, I'm curious what it means to have that championship now versus the other times that you've had it. Uh, well, I never had this. You mean just uh, championships in general? Yeah. Like, what does this one mean? Um. So, look. Like it is, it is the one that got away. It is the one that I was never pegged for when I was coming up to NXT, um, and uh, and I was very close to being fired constantly, 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 and not like one of those things where I was unjustly on the brink of being fired. Like I probably deserved to. Like I, I sucked. Like I wasn't very good, but um, because I was so in my head, I just. I, I had left wrestling for, for several years. I don't know if anybody knows my story, but I uh, when I was a teenager, young, started at 15, I, um, I left home to move over to Canada. I was 18. I was like making waves, making waves all over the independent circuit. And then I stopped wrestling at 19. And I got very lost and it got very lost for many years. And I always felt like I had this thing, but I couldn't go back to it. And I didn't know how to get back to it. And it was scary. And like, I didn't know what women's wrestling looked like because it didn't look like it does now. And there was nobody to show me that it could look like it does now. And uh, and so anyway, when I got to NXT, I was like, oh no, this is it. I've, I've got it. I've got it. But it was like holding a flower, you know, like I was like suffocating it because I, I, I wanted it so badly. So nobody, 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 nobody ever thought I was going to win the NXT Women's Championship. Nobody probably thought I was going to ever win any championships. They thought I was probably just going to be there. I'd be a fine little hand, uh, enthusiastic little hand that I was. And, um, and, and so going back, you know, all these years later, in a way, feels like vindication. But, but the other thing is, is that it's more than, than that. It's more than... It's more than the past and the writing the wrongs that I felt done to me in the past, which weren't even wrongs done to me. It was just, it was other people's time. Mm-hmm. And I'm so very grateful that I, that, that I never, that I was never pegged for this. I'm, I'm so very grateful that I was never one of the people that they strapped the rack, rocket to and said, this is, this is going to be our girl. I'm very grateful that I had to strive and work and grind and, um, push myself and bring myself out of the dirt because I feel like it's one, it's given me a connection with the audience. Two, it's always left a chip on my shoulder. And three, it brings it all back to what is the love? What is the love of this? Is the love of this just the gratification that I get? Or is the love the business and how I can make the business better? And what do I do every day in the ring? And so with that, bringing it all the way back, winning this, it's, it's 
bringing the future with me. You know, mm-hmm. it's going down there. It's seeing who they have, who wants this, who is hungry and who, who wants to main event WrestleMania because I can't make history on my own. So let's freaking do this. Let's make it the coolest thing. But you're going to have to bring an edge out of you to do it, right? Because, because I ain't giving this up easy, you know? I ain't giving this up easy. I want to I wanna push people. I want to push them to their limits. I want to see what they're made of and, and see who's hungry enough. Because the person that's going to take this from me has to be hungry enough. Tiffany Stratton seems pretty hungry. And I guess we'll find out. You know, it's you guys against each other at No Mercy. I guess, I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But now, look, Tiffany is one of those people that got a rocket strapped to it, right? She's one of those people, comes in, looks a million bucks, can do everything under the sun. She can flip. She can lift. She's strong. She's got a character. We hate her. She's got everything. She's got everything. How much do you love her? What do you have in here? Because that's what matters. That's what matters. And it's a thing that the audience picks up on. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter if you've got all the tools in in the box, if you've got all the right. They pick up on something. And that's an energy. That is a love for this. That is being a student of the game. And so I think Tiffany has everything that it takes to be to be a super superstar. But it comes down to what's in your heart, you know? And so that's what I wanna, that's what I wanna do. I wanna push her. I wanna, I wanna see how extreme she's willing to go. Like how how much can she take and keep coming back? Fall is officially here, gentlemen, and it's about to get busy during the holidays. Don't let that stop you from sticking to your habits and being the best version of yourself. That's where our friends at Caldera Lab come in. These guys are the best in the skincare game, and with an easy routine, they're keeping your face looking great no matter what your schedule is. Plus, with the holidays right around the corner, what's a better gift than clear skin? Join the other 100,000 men who trust Caldera Lab. I mean, guys, we can agree on one thing. When it's too late with skincare, it is too late, and I'm sure you're gonna brush your teeth today. At least I hope so. I'm sure you already have brushed your teeth today. The skincare routine is just as easy as that. We're talking one minute in the morning, one minute at night. That's all it takes to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. The regimen from Caldera Lab includes three products. That's it. The clean slate, the base layer, and the good. Oh yeah, the good. Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare, and they're made with only top-tier ingredients. And Clinical trials have found 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger-looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for a few weeks. So jump on in on this deal. For our audience only, you're not going to beat this. Use the code CVV at calderalab.com and you'll get 20% off right now. Yeah, that's 20% off with the code CVV at calderalab.com to make an unforgettable first impression with the best gift this holiday season. 20% 20% off at calderalab.com with that code CVV. This episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. And if you've ever been thinking of trying Blue Chew, how about your first month for free? 
Yeah, when you use the promo code CVV at checkout at BlueChew.com, you'll get your first month for free. You just have to pay $5 for shipping. Guys, this is the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but it's in chewable tablets and a fraction of the cost. And the best part, it's all done online. There's no doctor's visits, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and... Look, even if you don't struggle in the bedroom department, this is kind of a fun thing to try. And I promise you, the missus or the girlfriend or whoever it is, is going to be a big fan of this too. BlueChew.com. Use that promo code CVV at checkout and you get your first month for free. You just have to pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com. The promo code is CVV. Very few superstars get that defining moment. And you had that defining moment when you, you know, became the man. And I think that some other ones that immediately pop into my head are like the Austin 316 promo or Hulk Hogan slamming Andre at WrestleMania 3. At what point did you realize, you know, you're standing in there, the, the nose is broken, you're posing. At what point do you realize, oh my gosh, th this, this is the moment. Oh, no, I didn't have a clue what was going on, really. I was like, I was so concussed out of my mind. I, I had no idea where I was. I walked back through those doors. I said, where are we? How did we get here? I didn't have a clue. Like, I had enough wherewithal to be like, camera's still on me. Enjoy this moment. The crowd's going wild. This is cool. Like, I knew I had blood coming down my face. Just didn't really care. I didn't, I didn't like, think of it as, as like, oh, this is a cool moment. I was just like, oh, yeah. We're, we're doing the thing. The crowd's going wild. This is awesome. You know, this yeah. is awesome. And I think it wasn't until the following days that people really started to celebrate the look. But really, it's, it's, it's crazy when people think about it as like that was the defining moment. Because before, I really kind of think that it, it was the slap that was the, the defining moment for me. That was what brought my character into this metamorphosis. And really, it was the it was the 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 the, the blood on the face that was like the crescendo. Um, but up until that point, I was just having a blast. I was having I was having the time of my life because I was booked like the bad guy, but I was the good guy, so I could do no wrong. And that is the most beautiful place to be in, in this business, you know, where you can just do no wrong. So you're just having you're just having a blast. And after that, then I was a I was a baby face, and then ended up hobbling my way to WrestleMania. And kind of as 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 great as that ultimate moment was, there was there was there was more struggles on the back end of that nose being broken than there were before. It, if that makes sense, a man though is a great nickname. Like, and and you took it and you ran with it, and you know made a great shirt that everybody bought. Like, I don't I don't know if you realized you had lightning in a bottle, you know, when you created the man. I think I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could, you could feel it. Like you could sense that, that, that upswell around it. Like, okay, this is, this is, this is cool. This is, this is a movement almost, you know, people are getting behind this. And so it's very cool. Very cool. Part of you it. know what people got behind? This steel cage match with you and Trish Stratus. Like this was something really special at Payback. Yeah, we crushed it. We crushed it. We crushed yep. that. Yep, yep, yep. Stole the damn show, started off. It was all downhill from there. No, it wasn't. It was actually a great, great show. Um, but but yeah, no, we started off 
we started off hot, I think like a few chips on our shoulder. Uh, story had been going on for a long time, maybe not getting the steam that necessarily we wanted and um, being left off SummerSlam. Obviously, I understand why these decisions are made, but uh, really wanted to go out there and prove it. And getting that time, getting that steel cage match was 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 uh, was the perfect way to finish it, you know? Match it's, of our life. I mean, it, seriously, it might be. Yeah, so so I mean, look, when you have a legend like Trish Stratus coming back, like you 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 want to remind the people of of why this person is so great, and uh, and I think there's no doubt after that match of of the greatness. It's so interesting when you go back and you watch your WWE debut uh, to like the the contrast between who that person was and who this person is that is sitting across from you. Are we, right are we now. talking about the Irish jig? <laughs> We're talking about the Irish jig. Okay. We are right. in the very, very green attire that you had. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we are. Look, if that is not proof that you can dig yourself out of any hole, then I don't know what is because that is... I would put that over Shockmaster in terms of shameful debuts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just fell over, you know, like he fell over. Okay, fine. That's, that's, that, that sucks. I went out, I was committed to that, you know, like that was, that was my, like, I think the difference is he didn't intend to fall over. I intended to go out there and do an Irish jig like that. And thought that I was, I was worthy of being on WWE television. That that happened. That happened. <laughs> but here's the thing: How do you get out of that? Because there there are a lot of superstars that like they debut as one character and then they're stuck as that, and they can't make it work. I think there's always there's always a catalyst for change, right? You just got to figure out. You just got to figure out what it is. Winning a match can be catalyst for change. Losing a match can be catalyst for change. You just sometimes need the right story, the right antagonist or protagonist, depending on on what way you're going to go. Um, but I think that's the fun thing about wrestling, man. We can do anything. We can do anything. You can go from being a stupid, silly Irish dancing clown to being the man of the business and main eventing WrestleMania, holding two titles over your head, you know? And 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 that's the thing. And I suppose, in a way, that's the thing about life, right? Like, that you don't... Mm. You don't have to be stuck as the person that you were or with the thing that you that you did. You can move on and uh, and you can learn from your mistakes and uh, and hope you never go back there. And I hope I never go back in that green attire doing any other stances. That championship that you post. have there, I feel like that was kind of the last thing that you had on like the bucket list to cross off. Now you've won it. What could you possibly have that you need to accomplish now in your career? Gosh, that's kind of one of those questions that I do get asked fairly regularly. And it's 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 at a nice point where you say, yeah, I want to invent WrestleMania again. I want to do this again. I want to do that again. I want to do this. I would like to win an elimination chamber. I want, you know, like I want to win money in the bank. Um, but really, it c- comes down to cementing the legacy. And how do I make every match that I have great? How do I? How do I elevate the women in NXT? How do I push the business forward? How do I leave it better than I found it? And I already feel like 
I've left it better than I found it. But I want to continue that. I want to keep pushing that. I want to um I want to make myself proud and my daughter proud, my family proud, um, and the audience proud. I want them to enjoy watching me. I want them to to go what's next and be invested yeah. in in the matches that I'm having and the people that I'm wrestling and and so I suppose that's it. It, it. it comes down to consistency and the love of the business. I just love this. I just love this. I love going out there. I love going out there in front of the crowd and giving them giving them all that I have, putting my body on the line, putting my mind on the line, putting taking risks. Mm. I think it's more right now, it's more of just the love of the game than what else do you have to accomplish. So I love yeah, that. I've accom- I've been lucky enough to accomplish many things, and there's probably many more things that I will accomplish. But I just love this. How do I make this better? Yeah, I love that. And you mentioned your daughter, and when you're her mom, when Seth Rollins is her dad, I mean, what kind of a superstar do we have on the way here in like 18, 20 years? Oh man, she has so much more charisma than both of us combined. She is electric. She is magical, magnetic. She is amazing. She's just, she's just, I'm so proud of her. I'm so, she's just such a great little girl. She's so funny and she's so smart and she's so sweet and she's so decisive. Um, yeah, she's, she's brilliant. And if she wants to do this, then, then, well, we'll train her up well and we'll make sure that she's the best in the world at this. But, um, but I don't know. Currently, she doesn't really like watching them. Yeah, it's too loud, too loud, too loud. What is too she loud. watching instead? Like Blippy or something? Yeah, yeah, Blippy, Miss Rachel, anything dinosaurs. We watch a lot of Miss Rachel in this house. He's great. I love Miss Rachel. <laughs> so I I invited her to uh to a Madison Square Garden show one time. She didn't come. Oh, I Ms. Rachel, if you're watching that 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 invite is open anytime, anytime you want, anytime you want. You don't even have to come in full costume. No, she's great. I love her. I love her. She taught she taught Rue so much. So much. I don't think people can picture Seth Rollins being a father, though. Oh, he's so he's the best. He is so good. He's so patient. Um and so kind. Like he never loses his temper. She respects him. She respects him a bit more than she respects me, you know. Like I try to lay down the law, but I'm just I'm a softy, you know. But like she, she, he's so good. He is so good. They're the best. They're the best of buds. So we saw The Rock come back on SmackDown not long ago, and when you think about it, the last time The Rock was in a WWE ring was four years ago. It was with you and Baron Corbin. And take us backstage before you guys went out for that segment. Walk us through how everything went with the rock i mean look when you're when you're working with Dwayne, it's it's well one it's it's so easy because anything you do gets a reaction and he's so good and he's so in tune with with the energy of everyone the entire universe i think you can see that by how he's he's um how he's just you know taken over the world but um but he also makes everybody feel so comfortable and he wants everything to be the best and he takes care of everybody that's that's around him but also then you're just so racked with nerves because you're going toe to toe with the great one um who is the great one who's got 
you know, more charisma and is pinky than, I mean, him and Rue could, could compete maybe, you know, (laughs) but, um, but it is like a bit of a nerve wracking experience because you want to hold your own and you have to hold your own because he's giving you, he's giving you the torch. He's, He's saying, here you go. Let me give you the rug, kid. And uh, no, he really looked after all of us and getting to work with him and being out there and feeling the energy of the crowd. And then you go, that's what I want. That's what I want. I want people to react to me that way. And that's a very cool thing because you get to experience and you go, okay, I knew I was hot. This is a different level of hot. How do I get this level of hot? Yeah, there's an interesting thing when The Rock comes out, like there's a pop for his music. And then there's a bigger pop when he actually walks out. And people are like, oh my God, he is here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's and 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 to be able to experience that while you're in the ring, about to work with him. Wild, a wild energy. And I'm very privileged I got to do it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've gotten to this interesting point of your career where you're now working with people who I'm sure are saying, you're the reason I'm doing this, or I grew up watching you. What's the advice that you have when you work with some younger talent? Um, I suppose there's many different advice. Is, uh, it depends on what the question is, but I think it's um, it's to kind of bring it down to to fundamentals and always think about the long game and the purpose and the crowd and what it is that we do, what it is that we do. What are we selling? We're always selling stories. We're selling conflict. How do I make them care? How do I make them care about me beyond, beyond the superficial things? How do I care? How do I get them to care about the person that I am? And then of course there's, there is the, the thing of of TV time and okay, I'm not getting 
as much TV time as I wanted, or I'm not winning as many matches as I wanted. How can I make this work for me? Well, the thing is, you can always make it work for you, no matter what it is, whether you're getting time or you're not getting time. And it's harder when you're not getting time, but there are things that you can do. And um, I was always told by William Regal that when you're not on the show, you go and you find the digital team and you tell a story or you do something. And that was what I did in my early career that really endeared me to the audience. I think that was always my secret ingredient, whether I was doing silly Instagram posts or I was finding um, backstage interviewers so that I could cut cut a promo that I wasn't getting time to cut on TV. So then there is some contingent of the audience that watches this, that knows who I am, that is hearing my voice, that is hearing my message. And then they will get behind you. And I think that is kind of one of those secret ingredients that you could sit around and and and, and be annoyed or, or you could take matters into your own hands and tell a story. Mm. I think my dad used to always just tell tell me that when I was bored, you know, just tell yourself a story. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and I think William Regal was kind of telling me the same thing. It's always been the same thing. Tell yourself a story, but now it's not yourself. It's tell the audience a story. Who was it for you? That is. Who who was it for you? Who got you into pro wrestling when you were Mick Foley? Mick Foley. Tell me a story, man. His promos, yeah. So, like, I remember being a fan when I was a kid. You know, Hulkamania, Ultimate Warrior, all that kind of jazz. Jet dressing up in my mom's clothes and wrestling with my brother on her on her bed. And um, but but I fell out of watching it. I think mostly because my brother fell out of watching, it. and then he started watching again in the Attitude Era. And I'd come along when he was watching it, and I was one of those. I was the worst. I was the worst. I was like, oh, no, you know, that's so fake. That's for babies. And uh, he'd be like, no, no, it's just, it's got really good. It's actually really good now. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. But then Mick would come on. Mm. And I'd be like, the way he talked, you know, and uh, and the stories he'd tell, and, and this underdog that he was and this unlikely superstar that he was. And I was a bit of a misfit as a kid, not a bit of a misfit. I was very much a misfit. And I could see myself in him. Like there was just the, that 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 relationship, that rapport of like, no, you're not the, the picture perfect superstar. And so he became my hero. You know, I really wanted him to win. And then he had that match with Triple H where he was going to retire if he lost. And I remember staying up late watching it and him lo- and me just being in floods of tears. And of course, he came back like four weeks later, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but that was really what hooked me. And then I was there to stay, you know, and then I saw Lita and she was so cool and I wanted to be like her and, um, and then everybody else. I mean, it was just such such a hot time in the business. But I just fell in love with it. Do you have a favorite Mick Foley match? Gosh, I don't know. Probably. I mean, maybe maybe it's 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 Triple H and, and Mick Foley in the Hell in a Cell just for that nostalgic reason, you know? Yeah, it was so good. I think everyone points to like the Undertaker Mick Foley yeah. and Sally. I mean that that was his defining moment. For sure, his defining right? moment. But I think for me as a fan, to to get to the point where I was crying over 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 this man losing was was a defining moment in my fan. Yeah, the match he had with Randy Orton, where Randy, oh Orton, my gosh, right where we kind of went, oh, yes. Randy Orton will do this stuff. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, Randy. What a legend. What, what a, le- a legend. Man is. I mean, you're, you're working with a lot of legends right now. I am. I am. I am. I am. We're in a great time in the business. Very great, very great time at the business. Everybody's hitting. Everybody's taking off. The fans are excited. The buildings are sold out. There's an energy around the place. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a very cool thing to be a part of. It's, I feel like the way that our generation talks about the attitude era, I feel like there's going to be another generation that talks about exactly what is happening right now. Damn right. They will. Yeah. Damn right they will, and talk about the greatest NXT Women's Champion. <laughs> you can just probably keep it on your shoulder the whole time. I don't know why yeah, wouldn't. You wouldn't. Know. There we go. Let's What's it like going through TSA go. with that? Well, do you know what? Actually, it's more more than that. I have this little cut on my side, and it keeps digging into it. And um, what's going through TSA with this? Yeah, they stop you all the time. Take it out of your bag, and I'm always late for flights, so I'm like. Yeah. And they're like, what are you the champion of? And you're like, it says right here what I'm the champion of. Oh, they know who I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm a man, damn it. <laughs> Big time Bex, right? Big time Bex. That might be the that might be one of the best uh, catchphrases or nicknames. I uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Here's Big Time Bex. Big Time Bex here. Come around. Ladies and gentlemen, Big, Big Time, time Bex is here. Come around to the podcast. All right, here we oh are. Oh, my god. Here we are. Big Time Bex is in the balance. But, uh, I love being Big Time, man. I, I, I had so much fun with that run. You want to bring it back. Wanna your bring wardrobe, it back. and I mean this with great love and great respect, your wardrobe is atrociously over the top. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I will say, it's kind of my real life wardrobe. You know what I mean? Like there is, there is. I love, I love a bit of peacocking. You know, I love a bit of peacocking walking down the streets of Los Angeles. I don't know who has a better uh, wardrobe. Is it you or is it Seth? Uh, it's yeah, it's Seth. It's, yeah. I can't argue with. That. I can't argue with that. Like I have a, you know, like I want to recycle all of his clothes. I just want to have them all tailored to fit me. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, like then, yeah, then they get to be worn again. We all get to relive these amazing looks that he's been trimming out. He came in dressed like a fire hydrant just a second ago to deliver (laughs) delicious coffee, but yeah. When you look back at everything you've done, oh, big time Bex has left us now. (laughs) (laughs) When you look back at everything you've done, the, the matches and the championships and everything, what in your career are you most proud of? I don't know that there's any one thing that I'm most proud of. I think I'm I'm most proud of many things. I think what I'm most proud of right now is being able to balance everything. Um, being able to balance being a very present mother and wife and being on every single show that we have. Um, I was at SmackDown Dark Match on Friday. I was on the live events. You know, I'm on NXT, I'm on Raw. Uh, I think I'll just be most proud of 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 elevating where the women were and where they went where to where they are now. Um and just that I've never once found it in. Like 
I think you can accuse me of several things. Nobody will be, ever be able to accuse me of phoning it in, of not trying my hardest, not doing my best. Oftentimes I won't hit the mark. I won't get to where I want to be, but I'm always trying to do my best. I'm always trying to bring the best out of everybody that is in the ring with me. I'm trying to do the best by the audience. And uh, as long as I continue to do that, which there ain't no sign of that stopping, um, I think I'm going to leave behind a career that I am extremely proud of. So the last question I want to ask you, I end every interview with this, and you've mentioned it a few times, gratitude is such an important thing. What are three things in your life that you're grateful for as we sit here right now? Oh my gosh. I mean, my daughter, my husband, my job. Um, they're 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 the first three that 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 come to mind. Um, but they, there's just so many things that that I'm grateful for, and I'm very lucky to be so grateful for. But really, my my family is is number one. It is it is my whole world. I am so grateful. I always wanted to be a mother. Getting to do it has far exceeded my expectations. The greatest thing in the world. Just what what a gift. What a gift. And to be able to do that and still do what I do at such a high level. I'm very lucky, very, very lucky. You're a legend, Becky. So good to be able to spend some time with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. Ah, my pleasure. Well, there we go. The man herself. I love that she was saying grateful and gratitude all throughout the episode. I'm like, oh my gosh. That leads me to my favorite question. I end every interview with this one. It was like just so perfect how that all came together. And I just love how much self-awareness she has. Like so aware that like, yeah, the debut sucked. I was not set up to succeed. Oh my gosh, look how things are going now. It's amazing. And she's not even close to being done. And by the way, if their daughter, Rue, ever does decide that she wants to be a wrestler. <laughs> what a legacy, right? When your dad is Seth Rollins, your mom is Becky Lynch. Yeah, I, I think she'd be pretty good if that's what she decides to do. Please snap a screenshot. Share this with a friend. I know you've got a Becky Lynch friend of yours that you're like, oh my gosh, my friend would love to hear this episode. We'll send it over to them. And snap a screenshot and uh, tag us. She is at Becky Lynch WWE. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. And here's a quote from Abraham Maslow to end this. In any given moment, we have two options, to step forward into growth or step back into safety. Which one's it going to be for you? Be great. Be grateful. I mentioned at the top of the show, fulltimecreator.co. If you are a creator looking to step things up, we'd love to have you. Go check it out. Sign up for $1 at fulltimecreator.co. We will see you on the next one for some more insight.